from an Enneagram perspective, Enneagram is giving you the, uh, the description of your psyche. But when you're combining astrology on top of it, now we can know, well, how is your psyche evolving right yeah. now? Yeah, because that's every, a good way to put it. Because nothing is static. And what are the things that you're going through right now? What are the challenges? Process. Yeah, what are the process? What, is, what, what maybe is the, the weather that you're rising into? What is the potential you have uh, for change in this moment? Um, yeah, what's, yeah, what are you struggling with? Astrology can give uh, so much light on some shit like that. The Big Hormone Enneagram. Hi, I'm John Lukovic, uh, sexual self-pres for the five wing, four five eight trifix. Hi, I'm David Gray, self-pres sexual nine with one nine seven four trifix. What up? It's Emika. I'm an eight wing seven, sexual self-pres with eight five four fixes. Hi, I'm Nancy. I am a self-pres social three wing four with a three six nine trifix. If you like our podcast, guys, make sure you go like and subscribe us on the Apple Podcast app. And if you really like us, you should definitely leave us a review. Welcome to the Big Hormone Enneagram. Today we have a special episode where we're talking about astrology with our special guest, my best friend, O.D. Odenaka Ezekoli. We want to get into astrology because people who are interested in the Enneagram are also interested in astrology. We want to explore different insights that astrology might offer if you are interested in the Enneagram, if there are any connections between the two, what is astrology and what we can gain from it. So OD, you want to introduce yourself? Oh hey, what's up? Uh yeah, my name's OD. Uh Odenak Ezekoli, that's my name. The name my parents gave me. Yeah, people call me OD sometimes. And um yeah, I'm a comedian, I'm an astrologer. I've been studying astrology for about two years now actually. It's not not a not a long amount of time compared to a lot of astrologers, but Jupiter was going through my house of career and shit. And so I feel like there was like this expansion of um, what I thought was possible for what I could do in the world. And this, this shit just like, I was possessed. I've been possessed by astrology for like uh, the past two years now. And um, I find it an incredibly helpful tool for, uh, it's like a mirror for seeing your highest potential and like a night, a light for navigating your shadows. That's, that's the way I, I put it. I feel like, uh, like a lot of inner work, it, it can show so much. Similar to like, uh, I mean, not similar, but in the same way that, you know, you can gain so much insight uh, from studying something like Enneagram, which was kind of like really my first big foray into um, like inner work, I guess you, I would say, was, yeah, I was like learning about Enneagram from Mecca when, I, um, when we started living together about however many years ago. That was 2012, some shit like that. Where can people find you? Uh, hit me up on IG. Hit me up on Instagram, um, at Odinaka, O-D-I-N-A-K-A. Yeah, or email me, knockonwood, N-A-K-A-O-N-W-O-O-D, knockonwood at gmail.com. Let them know uh, what services you offer, too. Oh, yeah, I do I, I do readings. Um, I read people's charts. I do consultations. That's what the official way uh, people say. But nobody, you say consultations, sounds like I'm about to, like, sell you some fucking Enron shares or some shit. But, like, yeah, I do readings. And so, um, yeah, I'll read your chart. Like, um, yeah, anything that's going on in your life, talk about that shit, and uh, we can, like, uh, decode all the astrologies that people usually use when they talk about uh, the planets and all that shit and make it like real, practical. OD, uh, my understanding, you know, from having spoken to you before is that 
you are both very, very talented and gifted with astrology. At the same time, you're skeptical of astrology. Is that correct? Um, yeah, because I don't really know how it works. <laughs> I just know what I observe of it. Yeah. And I'm like, it's just like every time I read something, I'm like, wait, really? What the fuck? Even when, when I first started doing readings, I was just uh, like, it wasn't, it was just for fun. Like my girlfriend asked me, hey, you should read my friend's chart. I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I could have anything of value to, <laughs> to say. And it was just like, all right, well, I'll just tell you. It's, so to me, it's almost like the theory. Like, all right, this is the theory. I don't know if this actually works in practice. And as I would kind of like tell folks the theory of like, oh, yeah, well, maybe you're um, a Virgo rising, so you might encounter this or this and this. And this might be this, like the low, the low end this is like the high end of what that might look like. And then seeing people's responses to it, I was like, oh, wow. Like, oh, you resonate with that? Like, I was shocked every time. It's <laughs> like every time I would do reading, it's almost like an experiment. And um, I guess thinking about it as a skeptic, like I have a science background, like I studied chemistry uh, back in the day in a past life. And science is all about like observation and like, you know, you're seeing something, but you don't necessarily know if it's true but you know you got to do a couple of different iterations to like verify and so that's that's almost kind of the way i approach it from this kind of yeah i fuck with this i've observed a lot of a lot of correlations in my life but i'm always like all right but what else like what else is going on yeah because i imagine uh people who have experience with the enneagram but don't have experience with astrology everybody knows something about it but uh our pro you know one of the big hurdles is that you know, astrology, it's like, how does it actually work? And nobody really knows. But at the same time, it's as you're speaking to with Enneagram, it's like, you can't really uh, hold an Enneagram in your hand, but you can start to observe the patterns in yourself and other people. And there's something to it. And it sounds like it's a similar deal with astrology where, you know, you can't account for necessarily the factors that go into it, but it's, it's, it's creating meaning that you can observe. Yeah, 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 definitely. Well, like when I studied science in the past life, like when I started getting to like, like I took a course in like physical chemistry. When, you start, when, you, when I really started getting into it, because um, as a six, and I'm a six, six, three, nine, SOSX, I've really, I think I, I studied science as a kid because I had so much doubt. And science was something that people were so sure of. Like, oh, science, they know everything. <laughs> like, right. no, they know. And then and the more I studied science, the more I realized like, oh, wait, scientists only know this much. Of the universe, there's like 10% that we know, and we have a bunch of educated guesses of that 10%. <laughs> and a lot of it is bound to conditions on Earth under certain pressure and all that kind of shit. But then we get out into space, there's all this shit that we have no fucking clue about. There's all this shit that we don't have no idea how it works. We have a few guesses. And when I started learning shit like that, I was like, wait, what? Oh, y'all don't know, y'all don't know what the fuck y'all talking about either? Well, why the hell am I putting my faith in y'all? <laughs> and so right it kind of got me comfortable with the idea that there's, there's a lot of stuff that just, we just see and we don't know how, but we know, we know we see something, but we don't know how it works. And so I guess coming into like these kind of more mystical feels like, yeah, like astrology or Enneagram, there's almost like a, I guess I kind of like kind of trust the unknown of it. And so uh, how would you describe the difference in what astrology is looking at versus Enneagram. Like I have my own ideas, but I'm curious as somebody who's who's a real astrologer, what your perception is. What's different? Why would anybody want to combine them or you know, you know what I'm trying to ask? Well, I think astrology is like broad, right? Like astrology, we can do we can like look at a chart of America and then we can talk about what what's America going through right now <laughs> as a country, right? But uh, um or we can look at like, you know, this like what does what does Saturn and Jupiter coming together mean for the world? Like that kind of shit. So astrology can get really broad, whereas Enneagram is very specific. I feel like Enneagram is almost like uh, it gets into the psyche 
like the ins and outs of the psyche. And when I think of astrology, I think that's like fourth house territory, the house of the fourth house, the house of roots, um, the house of the psyche, the house of our foundations, the house of our learned emotional responses. Um, that's one way of, of speaking of the fourth house or the moon. And so I, I, I feel like if you know a little bit of like about your moon or about your fourth house or any aspects that are happening there, you can, um, it's like you have like a little bit of like, okay, like I'm a Capricorn moon in the 12th house. So like maybe groundedness is kind of hidden to me. I'm also SP blind. I mean, that's like one metaphor of looking at that. Uh, the 12th house is like hidden shit or whatever. But then how do I get in contact with that? Like the Enneagram can help me like find a way to get in contact with that. Like, oh, okay. Like, well, like with the instinct specifically. I'm not going to share a talk John did a couple years ago when you did a talk on the instincts and there was something like about like, um, damn, what was it? There was something, there was something about the way you talked about SOSX, like SO, uh, it's like social instinct, like this insecurity around bonding. And then the sexual instinct is almost like a, hey, I want you to think you can fuck me or I want you to like love me. <laughs> or I want you to like, I want you to feel like you're bonded to me. Now, these are the, this is like the underlying thing. And that like really lit some shit up. Like, oh wait, this is like what I'm, this is why I'm getting on stage, like as a comic. This is why, <laughs> yeah. This is, this is why when I say a joke, I laugh because I'm hoping that you get that I'm joking and maybe you'll think I'm more likable. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I don't even realize I'm doing it. I'm just like, it's just like this underlying thing, and it's almost like getting in touch with that can get in touch with like this, like maybe this combining that with what I know about like this twelfth house moon can help me get in touch with this, the the inner workings of this emotional um, realm that uh, can be for me. In my looking at my chart, it can be difficult to unlock. So it's almost like just like the more I know, the more tools. That's like the more tools I have in my tool belt for um, working with myself. Yeah, like yeah, give me another lens. I want that. I want all that. Yeah, because uh, like I said, I have I know a bit about astrology and I've had plenty of readings. But I'm not fluent in astrology, but my sense is that the enneagram is a really powerful lens at the kind of inner structure that we all carry with us, and it's you know this incredible tool for a certain kind of self-observation introspection and astrology is useful in that but i feel like uh it's like a different level of being it's like almost like the um you know certain patterns that start to play themselves out through time and space and that are linking your subjectivity to a, a larger cosmos and there's um the thing that always strikes me about astrology is that there's this this sense of nothing's a closed circuit. Like you're at the, you're, you're in relationship with what you could call like cosmic forces and the, the moments of like when something is in, you know, there's an inception of some kind, like a, you know, something has gone from one house to another house or uh, another sign to another sign. And, and, and so, yeah, it's like what you're speaking to. It's, it's like, I, I think that they're very complementary, and yet dealing with sort of different navigating different territories. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think it's very complimentary. Like, um, it's just like, how many different ways can I look at myself? Right. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like looking at funhouse mirrors that actually give you useful information. I was just going to say that um, in terms of my experience with astrology, and I've always been really skeptical of astrology, like, oh, this is interesting, but it doesn't actually have any specificity and or anything that would truly apply to me. And so what I realized, kind of like with the Enneagram, is like having access to really good information or people who really know what they're doing was the difference and yeah like that i didn't really get the power mm -hmm. of astrology until mm -hmm. od got into it and started mm -hmm. doing readings for me that i started to see parallels because i mean we're talking about the same person so if the enneagram 
um, is revealing some really specific structural dynamics of your psyche, then it makes sense if that the astrology, if astrology is legit, that you, the stars aligned in a certain way when you came into existence, that that says something, that there has to be some parallels between those things. And for my chart, as a sexual eight with five and four fixes, social last, there's a lot of parallels between my um, astrology chart and my Enneagram. And just having someone like OD who could really put all this stuff together, like it brought new insights that I couldn't, I mean, I, that I had from Enneagram, but kind of confirmed and added new insight to, to what I knew from my, my Enneagram stuff. Well, and if I can add too, uh, I think that there's things about everybody, but I'm thinking about your chart in particular that explain certain things that sort of seem uh, uncharacteristic of your Enneagram type. Like yes. uh, joke about you being the soft boy eight and uh, you got <laughs> cancer, uh, cancer sun, right? Cancer rising. Cancer rising. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. There you go. Yeah. Which is the impression that people have of me when they meet me, mm-hmm. which is generally a softer energy. And I have four, I believe four planets in Scorpio, which is kind of a ridiculous amount. <laughs> yeah. That definitely speaks to like sexual first <laughs> to me that seems like yeah it. and it's oh. and it's and your sun and moon are in the fifth house which is like the house of flirtation the house of yeah. pleasure let's have a good time <laughs> sexual as fuck so Odi, um for listeners that are just approaching astrology for the first time uh and trying to consider it seriously like how would you just there's so many different categories there's like the zodiac signs there's the planets there's the houses like how would you just give like a breakdown of what an astrology reading is and how is it different than some shit you might find like in a Cosmo magazine? Yeah. The Cosmo magazine. I mean, yeah, that shit is like, um, when you start working with like the houses, like and, and aspects, like astrology is so layered that you can only get so much from like those. Yeah. Those reasons Cosmo, like that's just, just for fun. That's just, just for like, that's literally just for, they should not be taken at anything else, but that because they take your sun sign and then they set up the houses that way. And so like, all right, you're, you're an Aquarius. So they'll look, they'll, they'll put Aquarius in the first house, which is like the, uh, where your rising sign should be. Right. And then they're going to read, and then they're reading the signs as if you're an Aquarius rising, even though you're not. And so that's why it's wonky. And if it's right, it's completely coincidental. Like mm-hmm. maybe you're mm-hmm. like, maybe you're an Aquarius with an Aquarius rising, then it right. might actually be. It might actually fit with what the theme of your life, but you know, if it's right, it's like you know, a broken clock is right twice a day. Like, there's nothing, you, there's nothing real you can get from it. But when you start actually, when you know the sign that was on the eastern horizon when you were born, which is your ascendant, then you kind of know what. Like astrologers from the beginning of time have looked at motherfuckers have looked at the sky and been like, "Hey, you know what? People born during this season, or where this when the planets are in this section of the sky, have these qualities. These people are more social. These people are more career oriented. These people." Um, like groups. These people want to make money. These people are really big communicators. And as they saw those different sections of the sky, they kind of sliced them up into different pieces of the pie. And those became the houses. And w- when you know which planets are which houses in your chart, um, it gives you a lot more information. So it gets a lot. You can get, you can get really specific about um, the personality and, yeah, what's your what your highs and lows may be. And then when you combine that with transit, it's like, well, okay, yeah, you're 
Mars and Scorpio or whatever, but where's Mars right now? Oh, Mars is in Pisces right now. That happens to be in your first house. And, and then we can start getting really specific about what the fuck is going on with you. And then we can move out. It's almost like from an Enneagram perspective, Enneagram is giving you the, uh, the description of your psyche. But when, you, but when you're combining astrology on top of it, now we can know, well, how is your psyche evolving right yeah. now? Yeah, because that's a good way to put it. Because nothing is static. And what are the things that you're going through right now? What are the challenges? Process. Yeah, what are the process? What, is, what, what maybe is the, the weather that you're rising into? What is the potential you have uh, for change in this moment? Um, yeah, what's, yeah, what are you struggling with? Astrology can give uh, so much light on to shit like that. So it, like you were talking about houses and houses are right divisions of the sky, but they're like fixed. Like house one through six is like below the horizon and then six through 12 are above the horizon. Correct. Yeah. 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 And, yeah then, like, and then, and then, but the Zodiac signs move, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it gets get complicated a little bit because the Zodi the constellations have been moving or our place in relation to them has been moving like one degree every 72 years. And so, mm-hmm. They call it the procession of the zodiac, and so like the like um, the Vedic astrology, the cats in India, they don't they they move along with the moving constellations, and right. so they're they use sidereal charts. Anyway, now I'm, I feel like I'm not speaking English anymore. Uh, no, no, you're making sense. If what I'm trying to get at is like if somebody looks at an astrology reading, like what are the, they're looking at a natal chart, like the sky when they're born, right? And so yeah. what are the things that they're looking at when they're actually seeing a natal chart? Wait, like I'm trying to think uh, of like a, a beginner or something. You know what I'm trying to say? When a beginner is looking at a chart, what are they? Uh, what are yeah, they? Yeah, like 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 his like like most people's exposure even, like is to that kind of newspaper horoscope, and so like that's as you're saying, it's like that's about your sun sign, and in particularly placed in kind of a wrong way that's probably yeah. not reflective of your actual astrology makeup. And so when you're doing like a reading with you people are going to be looking at their birth chart, which is like the whole layout of the sky and the planets at different parts, you know, when they're born. And it's going to be really different depending on everybody's thing. And so what are the factors? Like they're going to be looking at planets and houses and all this stuff. Or maybe he's asking that what is, for a beginner, what is the important stuff that they need to know about their natal chart? Yeah, the factors. Like where we might go type and wing and tri-type. Like what would be the astrology? Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I, the big three is what you would always start off with, like sun, moon, rising. Like, John, you're an Aquarius. Like, yeah, yeah, you're an Aquarius. And so where's Aquarius yep. in your chart? Your son, your Aquarius son is in the third house. I'm, like, looking at your chart right now. <laughs> and so... You're so invaded. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm an Aries. That's what we do. Mars, baby, let's go in there. Uh, so knowing your son, you're an Aquarius. Aquarius is all about, like, the, like the collective, like, the, about the people. And it has a very specific ideal about its place in the collective. It might not necessarily be like, I want to be with the people, but it's like, there's just a, a perception that I have. It, it can be very electric. Um, what if I really don't want to be with the people? I mean, yeah, Aquarius, is, it's always in relationship to the people, though. Interesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, not like- that, it's not that you want to be with people, but it's almost like the identity is almost like Aquarius is never not in relationship to the community extent. Um, because mm. it's not necessarily that Aquarius likes, but Aquarius is no. almost um, like the uh, social ass- instinct. Ass- yeah, it's almost yeah. assessing itself in context to its upbringing or the people that it came up with, the tribe that it came up with. Mm-hmm. Um, often, you know, people say Aquarius is the rebel, but it doesn't even mean that you have to be the rebel. But it does mean that there is a there is a unique way that you have of being, of like of like moving around that mm-hmm. might not necessarily jive 
with the people you came up with, or it might. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, but yeah. um, where does but but that's the energy. Mm-hmm. The the energy is this kind of like um lightning bulk eureka moment, like quick insights, um, bird's eye view of the collective in a way. But we can say all that shit. But where does that really like? Uh, where do we see that really play out? It's in the third house. The third house, the house of communication, house of writing, the house of uh, the house of the house of siblings too. Is it the house because, of like, podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys have a fucking podcast. I mean, you're writing a book, right? Like, and yeah. So, like that's like whoa. Um, but then if we look at well, Aquarius is run by, it's ruled by Saturn and Uranus, and so we look at where Saturn and Uranus is in your chart gives us more money. Saturn and Uranus in your chart happen to be in the second house, which might suggest. The second house is the house of money. Like, oh, you could probably make some money from writing. Like, thank, you know. thank fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> thank God. Uh, the only way you can make money. Uh, oh, D just like, oh, uh, yeah. My whole, oh, yeah. Thank you. Please. <laughs> all communication or whatever. All communication or just like, but you got to like do that shit. The second house is like, it's not automatic. You have to prove it to yourself. It's an earth house. Yeah, that um, makes sense. And so you have to like, you got to make the jump. And then probably, you know, over and over again, because Aquarius is also ruled by Saturn. Saturn's like, you know, I uh, see yeah, Saturn's like the long haul, you know, yeah, like you have you have the lightning bolt idea. But now, like, OK, how would we work to make it happen? Aquarius is also associated with revolutions and shit. Right now, Saturn is an Aquarius for the whole collective and shit like that. And so Saturn just entered Aquarius this year. And so there is this revolutionary moment. There is this chance for us to build something new. If we do the work. If not, then who knows? We'll be swallowed up into the abyss. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> that's the idea. Very cool. Uh, um, wait, I don't even know if I answered your question. I kind of just rambled. Uh, uh, no, I mean, you're doing a pretty good job. Um, like, I mean, amazing job. But I, like, what? what like, yeah, I told you you're going to make money. You're like, yeah, this is great. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're done with the call. No, but um, well, like, it's very impressive, you know, uh, because I think people who've been listening probably know that i'm not the most like uh involved social person and i joke about a lot about my hatred of people and yet like if people listen to the last call that we did i'm like ranting about you know like the collective and all the black lives matter stuff and um, <laughs> so i've got this weird thing that you're you're narrowing in on really precisely but um you know so you also also mentioned an ascendant and a and a moon and you don't have to go into mine but like what is that how does that influence? You said the big three. What makes that the big three? Um, yeah, though the sun is the sun is where the sun was hanging out when you were born. So everybody born in late January, early February is an Aquarius. Everybody born, um, you know, in or like early June is a Gemini, whatever, whatever the fuck the time is. And so that's like that's like the vibe of all the folks that were mm-hmm. in your month. And so, but then we, the moon gets more specific. The moon's your emotion. The sun is like your vitality, your your passion the head uh, or the soul some people said uh like you're when you're in line with the qualities of your son it's like you're probably going to be feeling really lit up like you feel like oh man it feels good to be fucking alive because i'm like mm-hmm. doing my my sun sign shit um and the sign in the house kind of give you either overall vibe and then you get into the aspects um like which planets are touching your sun then it might show you a little bit of the road that you mm-hmm. might take to get to your uh that vitality but that's not the all. You have your moon. Your moon is your emotions, your baseline. And oftentimes we need to nurture our, the moon is how we nurture ourselves. The moon is our heart. And the moon is when our moon is satisfied, our sun can really shine. It's almost like you, you, gotta, you gotta get to the, yeah, the moon is the baseline. It has to fill up the moon first. Like whatever your moon is needs to be satisfied. And then your sun can really go. If your moon's on empty, 
you can't really, even if you're doing your sun sign shit, like it's not going to feel, you might not feel the full fuel that you need. Um, and so the moon is very, very, very important. And then your rising sign is like, uh, it's the front door. It's how people perceive you. And so, yeah, we're talking about, okay, like you're, you're, you got the Aquarius, but then your, your rising sign is Scorpio. So there's mm. a, Scorpio is a little bit, that's a little bit more cutting. It's a little bit more, uh, it's not. And so the, 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 the rising sign is like, um, some people say it's the mask. I don't like that because it is how you perceive, but I, I feel like it's the, the front door. Um, no matter what happens, you always go through the front door, even if people don't even like, like you that much, you know, or even yeah. if like, even if somebody really knows you, you know, they might come through the back door, but the front door never goes away. And so knowing your front door, knowing your rising sign kind of lets you know how you're moving through the world, how you perceive, because you might be this, like, you might be this happy, go lucky jury person, but you're not under, you don't get why people perceive you more cuttingly or more, um, or, or people perceive you more happy than you actually are. People perceive you or whatever the perception the yeah. fuck it is, but like having awareness of your rising sign lets you know how you're moving through the world and how that looks. And you can move more effectively with awareness of that, if that makes so, sense. And so for listeners, the rising sign is the sign that's appearing on the horizon as you're born, right? It's in, yeah, in on the, the on, yeah, on the eastern horizon, yeah. Yeah. And that um, starts up the houses where everything's at. So I want to I ask a couple more questions about the collective. But before I uh, do, did anybody, I, I've, I've been asking a lot of questions. Does anybody want to jump in also? I mean, you all know I could just keep going with this. <laughs> <laughs> I Go think ahead, this David. is going to be the the John and OD podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Jo. Yeah, I th I think that the uh, the new podcast is just going to be OD and I. And <laughs> <laughs> We're gone. Yeah, just, uh, <laughs> we're just on our own Black Lives Matter podcast. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> um, yeah, anything else before I want to ask about like you know, the collective and. Uh, you know, the difference between, like we were speaking earlier, you could do the one about the United States. And so like, what's, I don't know, what's the difference or, or what lens are you using to look at like a, an individual's chart versus something going on for a, a country or a world or, you know, whatever? Yeah, that's, that actually is um, something that I'm realizing, you know what, my level of expertise is really with individuals. And so mm. when it comes to the collective and like everything going on, I'm more, I'm, it's more party games for me. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't know that I can speak that that's a whole different genre. Like I fuck with evolutionary astrology, which is kind of like where you are and how you're evolving and what you like, what came, you came here to do to, to that would make you feel like really good. And when it comes to the astrology of like a country or the world or whatever, everyone else is going through, they call that mundane astrology or sometimes electional astrology, like the astrology of like elections, it's election year. And I'm realizing that that is a whole other lane. Like, the more I learn, I'm like, that's like, they use traditional techniques, and that's just, like, very specific with the way they read that shit. And so um, anything I say is, like, shits and giggles. That's I just want to give a disclaimer. So, um, But I, I hear you. But at the same time, uh, Emika, I think Emika shared with us, uh, like, a really good reading. Or, like, a, it was a brief thing. It was, like, a paragraph. But you were talking about in relation to like all the riots and protests and COVID and all this kind of shit. So like, I think it was the transition of Saturn into Aquarius. Am I wrong about that? Oh, um, is that like earlier this year? It was, yeah, it was, it was a little earlier. It was, it was like around Corona time. Like before oh, you made yeah. your video, you, you uh, put out something about like what's going on right now. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, I do have my opinions. I just want to say like, you know, I'm just like, <laughs> like that motherfuckers who really, really fucking do this shit. 
Uh, and so in terms of the collective, I mean, I kind of just think about like, what is, uh, it's almost, it's almost kind of like intuitive in a way. Like, you know, I, I, you know, I kind of like listen to a lot of OG astrologers, like Sam Reynolds is like an OG astrologer, traditional astrologer, like has a lot of dope shit to say. And I kind of like follow those motherfuckers. Um, and then I kind of like mix, mix it with like what I think. Um, like, yeah, I, I think early this year I was talking about, um, you know, coronavirus, like if you look at the chart, coronavirus is a Scorpio. <laughs> like if you look at a chart of the virus. Naturally. Hey, <laughs> right? <laughs> it was Death. born during Scorpio season. Death, transformation, all of those themes. Like stuff like that is just like, wait, what? Really? Like that's just like, you can't even make that up. Like that's so fascinating. Um, but it was born during Scorpio season, but it didn't start like really well for us here in America. It didn't start really, really spreading until, until spicy season. And Pisces is like, really fucking super sensitive. Pisces shows how we're all connected. And it's almost like our perception here during Pisces season, um, that was like what? Yeah, January or whatever. Like that whole thing fucking changed. It like touched down and we realized that like, you know, China, not so fucking far. Um, but that's like some really basic kind of shit. Like the really, the when we get into like the real transformative shit, like the, um, the outer planets kind of speak to the collective. So what Saturn's doing what Jupiter's doing, what Pluto's doing, really. Um, Uranus, Neptune, that really speaks to, like, what's happening with everybody. And so um, for years, astrologers have been pretty talking about Saturn-Pluto conjunction. Uh, mm -hmm. these, these, these folks dance together every 30 years, and they've been saying, you know, Saturn, the planet of um, growth through restriction, is going to be in its home sign, Capricorn, January 2020. And it's going to be next to Pluto. The planet of transformation, also in Capricorn. And Capricorn represents government, represents structures, represents society. So these two coming together, astrologers are predicting kind of general themes of, yeah, come January 2020, uh, there's going to be some kind of, things are going to be restricted and things are going to be transformed and they will not be the same afterwards. Now, who would have predicted a fucking virus would have been what actually did that for everyone? on the planet right you know yeah. like that's that's actually insane <laughs> that is i said i would have preferred a warning from astrologers <laughs> you motherfuckers weren't listening to astrology <laughs> you thought oh astrology's fake and then the virus came and you know <laughs> a scorpio virus a scorpio <laughs> what do y'all have virus? against scorpios come on now <laughs> And then what, what, what did something happen along astrologically that, that was like around the kickoff of these protests too, like to compound that? I don't know. I don't know if I can speak specifically to what, to like isolated, an isolated astrological event that kicked off the protests. But I was listening to um, um, Sam Reynolds, who's like, he's a Scorpio. He's an OG astrologer, traditional astrologer. And he was talking about, you know, America's Pluto return. And I thought that was fascinating. You know, like, you know, your birthday is your solar return when the sun comes back to where it was when you were born. So in America's chart, America's chart has Pluto in 27 degrees Scorpio. And Pluto is slowly approaching 27 degrees Scorpio. Pluto takes 250 years, roughly, so 240 something years to get back to the same place it was. When does so it hit exactly? February 2021, America's Pluto return hits. Now mm. think about the, the, the themes of Pluto. Pluto is all about making the unconscious conscious. Pluto is about bringing up all of the shit that you've been ignoring, the shit that you don't want to talk about. Underground. You repress the underground shit. Pluto is saying, hey, it's time to party, baby. We're bringing all that shit up. And what is the most underground shit of America? Slavery, genocide, yep. 
how we will fucking create it. And so, and I think it also adds, and I think that also speaks to um, Me Too, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. All, um, the Chris D'Elia's, you know what I'm saying? These motherfuckers come out. Fucking <laughs> 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 just children. Just a pedophile, like what? <laughs> um, the Jeffrey Epstein's, like yes. all, like, like not just like, so race and all of these, like un- all of this shit that's like, nobody wants to talk about, but we all have a sense of. I feel like the general um, theme in the air these past few years, um, listening to him talk about it, it's like, it has to do with America's Pluto return. It is time to, um, and, and it's in Capricorn, Capricorn symbolizing government. And so like, and structures. And so it's like saying like, yo, all of this shit needs to be looked at. And combined with Saturn being Aquarius, like there's like this amazing potential to, um, yeah, push this shit in a different direction. But the empire does not want that, right? And these these motherfuckers, like, I don't want to be be all like, you know, Pollyanna about this shit. Like, these motherfuckers are going to fight tooth and nail. <laughs> like, they've been preparing for us to revolt since the fucking Revolutionary War, since the fucking start. They've been like ready for like, you know, we've been like, yeah, yeah we're gonna have our guns, but these motherfuckers, they got tanks and shit. Like, facial recognition anyway. software. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, like, also, like, you know, the police. You know, speaking to the riots and police, like, that was born out of. The fear once you know we're coming up on Juneteenth. Once the, once the slaves were uh, were freed, there was this great white fear yeah. that hey, if they're free, they're going to revolt against us. They're going to want revenge. Right. Um, and so the slave patrols are made, which later became the police. And as we are now trying to like correct this thing, and we're saying abolish the fucking police, defund the police. Thinking about that, like, which is we're having this amazing moment of progress, but also thinking about that in context of Pluto, the fear, the unconscious fear of of black people does not go away when we start when we have these progressive moments. Just in the same way that we had Obama, and then we had the worst backlash ever with Trump being elected. Um, you know, like racists don't fucking start sleeping when we have progress, and so I'm I'm wondering. What are we going to, how do we account for the unconscious white fear that, you know, that first of all, you have, you, these motherfuckers believe the lie that police protect them. And they also unconsciously are, they haven't dealt with, these motherfuckers haven't dealt with their fear of blackness <laughs> and the illusion of law and order, whatever the fuck that even means. And so, like, if we actually, like, push and have all these huge municipalities, like, defund and abolish the police, like, that fear might come out in a different way. And I'm, I'm seeing these fucking lynchings that have been happening randomly yeah, across fuck. the country the past few weeks. And that feels like that Pluto, that Plutonian, like, that undealt with shit. Like, when you don't face your unconscious, it drives you. These motherfuckers are taking matters into their own hands because they're so fucking afraid. And what's... I don't know. I, I feel like we also need to account for that as we... Um, as we push, and I feel like that's the kind of the perspective that astrology can give. Like, yo, there's these other levels of things that we also have to take into account. Like, it's not just like it's the structural, but also the psychological. Because this shit great. is yeah, in, that's this great. shit is yeah. embedded into the psyche. Racism yeah. is in the psyche. And how do you fucking excavate that? And 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 I feel like like what you just said, uh the the psychological meeting the structural, I think that that is one of the um you know, the elements that astrology really brings some clarity to, because you're not, you're not just figuring out what's the right thing or the good thing or the, you know, like we, we, we have probably all similar ideas about what might be a good thing to do. But what it seems to me that astrology is speaking to is certain qualities of time and when things are ready to be reckoned with and when things are 
more uh, like the quality of time is more uh, receptive to uh, change or addressing or or showing how there are currents of things not being addressed that are just like lurking and it's almost like the life of those things underneath the, the collective awareness and how that's related to it. You know, as you said, it's not just a matter of, oh, this is a quote unquote progressive move that there's gotta be these other deep layers that have to be addressed and really spoken to that are represented by these different forces that if they're not really, really seen this time, this shit will just come back around. Exactly. And come back worse. Right. Like, we got Obama, we got Trump. Like, think it is a fucking nightmare. Like, yo, and so we have to account for that. And so on a deep psychological level, this has to be addressed if if it's going to really take a hold. Uh, yeah, yeah, so Pluto coming, Pluto coming back, Pluto, Pluto returning very slowly uh, during the season, I feel like it's bringing all this shit up. And it's like, well, how are you going to address it? <laughs> because we have, it's our choice. It's our collective choice. Yeah, like what, what you're getting at is interesting because, you know, like speaking to other white people, there is this, there's like different, there's a kind of like, I, like, I, like wanting to do the right thing and then like trying to figure out what kind of actions to take that will wreck, like at least contribute to some rectification of this awful situation and not to say that there's anything good or bad about that kind of thing but what what i appreciate about what you're speaking to is looking at this shadow personally and collectively at the same time that that is also part of whatever kind of like participation in making sure that some of this issue gets actually dealt with is that there's these layers that we're all we're all in in different ways, but we're all in enmeshed in different fabrics and uh, that the, that the patterns of astrology can bring some language and some awareness to those, those, those enmeshments. Is that making sense? Yeah. 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 That's why I call it. That's why I say it's like a life of navigating your shadow because it, it, I, I feel like it's incredible in the way that it can point that shit out. Like you can't, mm. it's hard to scratch your back. <laughs> without a <laughs> right. mirror. Right. You, like you, you can't get there. Astrology is it's the mirror. It's the thing that lets you like, oh, I didn't even fucking know I hated black people like that. Wow, thank you for pointing that out to me. <laughs> right. I thought it was like I didn't know it was on my great great grandma's level. I thought it was like you know some shit. Like, I love I love Wu Tang Clan or whatever. The fuck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, and, Od. Yeah. Um. So that's this is a question I wanted to ask earlier, but I forgot. But I think it's going to be good for the listeners. So, what was your a social sexual six? Um, you figured that out through the enneagram. What? did you get from the Enneagram or what did you get from astrology? What did it add to you that added on top of what you got from the Enneagram? Like, can you talk about your experience of what the Enneagram gave you and then kind of contrast that with getting into astrology and and what that was able to show you? Rebecca's like, this is getting way too fucking social. Like, can we, (laughs) 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 we bring this back. My attention's went. (laughs) Wait, so you're asking... Uh, asking you what your experience with the Enneagram was uh, and what you got from the Enneagram. You eventually got into astrology and talk about, like, you know, what the, the, the sense of awareness and astrology... Contrast brought between to what you, your real. life, like, your life, like, specifically, like, what did the Enneagram do for you? I mean, of course, we have many conversations about this. Like, mm. what the Enneagram what the, what, okay, what the Enneagram did for me. Um, yes. 
Well, yeah, well, you know, when we when we met back in 2012, I had been doing comedy for five years, and I, you know, we would go out to bars and like trying to meet people, and we would be like, uh, girls, <laughs> girls. Is, is, yeah, we're trying to be girls. <laughs> yeah, be, yeah, come on, <laughs> people. We <was> <laughs> Certain kinds of people. <laughs> we out to bars networking, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they know what that means. <laughs> and I and, and you know and you know girls, you know people inevitably ask like, "Yeah, so what do you do?" And I would be like, uh, "I'm in, I'm an insurance adjuster." That was like my shitty day job at the time. Or and and Mecca would be like, "Yo, why the fuck are you saying you're an insurance adjuster? You're a comedian. You moved to Chicago to do comedy." I was like, eh, "I don't know, but." I'm not on TV or whatever the fuck my excuse was at the time. Um, so I just had a lot of, I had a lot of doubt about my classic picture. But, and then as, and, and I was trying to figure out like, man, what am I doing with my life? Like, uh, like, yeah, like I studied chemistry, all this kind of shit. Like I felt, I felt, I just felt lost. Um, and then Emeka was like, man, I'm into this Enneagram thing. And I feel like you're a six. I was like, oh wait, what, really? And as we started getting into it, Emeka was like typing on these people. like, man, all these comedians that you like are also sixes or they're sevens. They're all head types. And that gave me a lot of confidence. It gave me incredible confidence at the time. I was so, I, I had so much doubt at the time. Um, but it was like, uh, at first I dismissed it. Um, and then I was like, oh, wait, wow, that's, um, that's really powerful. Okay, so all these people who uh, have the same kind of personality type or working as me um, are also, yeah, are also comics. Okay, well, then maybe I'm not, maybe I'm in the right place. Maybe this shit is not so... Maybe this this far fetched dream is not so far fetched, um, and yeah, that was that was actually that's probably one of the biggest things. And I started um, from there. That was my entry point to kind of start. So, well, well, what do I do with this fear? What do I do with this doubt? How do I begin to have faith? All that kind of shit. Yeah, that that was a that was a really interesting. Well, I was kind of learning the enneagram with you at the same time, so it was really interesting for me to see that. Damn, like a bunch of these head types, social head types. Um, especially are in comedy are in this field sort of doing the thing that you want to pursue and that became a way to to see to explore the sixth path of like how do i have faith in what i'm doing um in, in the social instinct for example like how how do i like you were looking for different structures to put your trust in like yeah you know? wow yeah 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 that's yeah that's what it was that's exactly what it was so it's like i needed to make it a religion so i could believe in it <laughs> yeah and then go forward i was like all right okay now i'm a comic and then, yeah and i, I started calling myself comedian after that even though i'd, I'd already been doing i literally been doing it for five years already which is it's it's insane to think about to me like wow you really you had that much doubt but yeah yeah we're pretty used to uh hearing just sixes just disembowel themselves <laughs> like what so, are you doing <laughs> so a couple of years of this like we explored i think we we along the way we explored your instinct stacking and social sexual and your tri-type and um eventually uh you got into like oh you just got obsessed with the with the astrology like and i i guess he told me that he realized what why I was so obsessed with the Enneagram because he didn't he hadn't been obsessed with that anything like that where he was just devouring books after book after book. Um so can you talk about like you I guess hit a point where you were feeling a little bit lost again after um some success that you might have had and that you were disillusioned by and then you turn to astrology. Like what did astrology do to, for you at that time? Mm, wow yeah I feel like I, I feel like I'm still kind of in that. Uh, so it's, it's almost like I don't I don't have the same perspective as I do like 
talking about fucking 2012. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was on TV for the first time. I was on this. I was on this Netflix show a few like back in 20, 2017, coming to 2018, and I had all these ideas about like what it what it meant to be on TV. Like, oh, that was like the holy grail. And then doing it, and then like going to New York and LA, like meeting all these people and all this kind of shit. And then coming back and being like, well, wait, what is the thing that I'm trying to do? And just getting kind of confused with what I saw for myself, what my expectations were for this for this moment, and also what all these people were telling me what I should do. So I felt I felt like I was in a tailspin a little bit. And I felt like, oh, this elation or validation. <laughs> yeah, this, this like this really big like sense of validation that, that maybe like really satisfied uh my instincts on some level. But then also uh, yeah, a, a kind of ungroundedness and kind of uh, miraculously at the same time, I think about it now, that my girlfriend had brought home this book and that was about the North Node. And the North Node is about purpose. It's about um, the general direction that you're heading. And this, and wow, the way this lady fucking wrote like blew me away. It's like, yo, this lady is like, it, it tripped me out because like she was dead. The book was written in the 80s. It, and it, it spoke so specifically to the kinds of things that I Almost, I yeah. My I wish I would act like this if I was if I really fucking believed in myself. <laughs> I would make my art in this type of way, and that like that like kind of turned some shit in my head. And I was like, man, what else did this lady write? Like, what is she on? How the fuck does she know this shit? And so I started reading other books from her, and I started reading a whole bunch of other books, and uh, and I just couldn't um, stop. And at first, and I thought the motivation was almost like, oh, well, this will kind of help me um, figure out my shit as a comic. This will kind of help me like find my voice on stage just to kind of help me like direct where I want to point um, my comedic engine. But I just kept reading so many books. And by the time I, I yeah, by the time I, I took my head out the grass, it was like, yeah, like last summer and I had read 30 books and I had never read 30 books about anything in my life, really <laughs> like outside of school. Like what about any fucking subject? And I was like, I guess it's kind of weird. I would have conversations with people about astrology and nobody, uh, cared what I was talking about. Like, oh, summon rising. And then we like, oh, but what about your sixth house or whatever? People are like, what are you, what are you talking about? And I kind of realized like, oh, maybe there's something uh here that's um yeah, that's a little bit different than um this 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 seems more than like a passing interest. Yeah. All of a sudden OD just started doing these in-depth astrology readings. Like he gave me a ridiculous in-depth astrology, multiple instances of readings that pointed to some really cool insights about my life path that, you know, stuff that you kind of know along the way, but just having it laid out in such a clear way was really cool to see. So he, in a very short amount of time, like a year and a half, had become like a super expert on astrology. And it was cool to see that, um, I mean, it was kind of a similar thing with, with comedy where he couldn't really accept what was happening or, you know, you don't really realize yeah. what's happening. Yeah. When it's happening, like you've, I mean, he had a similar thing that he said to me about Enneagram because I was teaching so many people about the Enneagram. He was like, you should teach this stuff. I was like, no, 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 no. It's just, just a hobby. It's shit, some shit I do on the side. <laughs> I would know. say that in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, like, I was telling him like, oh, dude, like actually this astrology thing is part of your deal. Like this is actually the thing. Um, it's not just comedy because you've been looking for purpose and trying to see that he's been feeling like, oh, this just being on TV is not really it, but um, ending up finding himself getting really deep into astrology and realizing, oh, like trying to get people to align with some kind of inner depth is part of my thing as a comic. 
And just to see him integrate those two things together, it's like, oh shit, this is this is the thing. Yeah, there's looking at my chart, I know that I'm there's something, there's a reinvention happening. Um, there's there's a there's a there's something where I'm like <laughs> I'm um opening myself up to a new direction, but it's almost like a fog where I don't necessarily know what exactly it is, but I know something is changing. And I'm still kind of in that fog, but I do know I I eventually um, by the time 2019 closed and 2020 opened up, I, I, I had accepted, like, whatever the fuck is happening, astrology is unequivocally a part of that journey. That is part of the North Star of, of where I'm heading to. And that's, I've yeah, I've kind of just been um, uh, riding that, yeah, into this year and um, kind of owning the, yeah, that I'm an astrologer. And, so, yeah, I started doing readings for people and been getting, like, some really, really amazing feedback from folks. And, um, yeah, kind of testing out like being able to test out all the stuff I, I had practiced. Why do you call them readings? Because to me, I was like, we're just having a conversation. <laughs> I'm just, and then, you know, a really cool thing that happened is you started floating the idea that you were going to do an astrology show. And yeah. And then you told people, like the guy who directs the show that he was on, told him that he was going to do an astrology show. And people got so excited and they wanted to get involved. Like, oh, it's going to be this, this, and this, and this. And, and just to see, like, it just, I guess, speaks to something about like when you start taking a step towards your path, it's like the 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 legs of the world open up wide to you. <laughs> Excellent like, way to put it. <laughs> Excellent. The legs don't just walk you somewhere. Like, yeah. they, they just open, open up, up wide. <laughs> <laughs> what an Emeka analogy. <laughs> <laughs> I may or may not let, let keep. He like that wrote up. that down at the beginning of the call. Like I'm going to bring this up. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to make a fucking collage about that shit. <laughs> uh, I, it was really cool because there are some real TV people that were like, "This is a really cool idea an astrology talk show where you do readings for people that come on." And he. Um, so what's happening with that? When's it happening? Well, he, well, you tell him I'm talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> My spokesperson, I'm like, could you uh, take the ring? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm still going to do that. I, I just started, what happened was COVID happened. And so mm-hmm, yeah. I, I was, I wanted to do a live astrology talk show, like mm-hmm. comedy, like we come in, like it's going to be a musical guest, a comic will do, comic will do stand up. We'll like, well, I'll break down some shit. It was going to be during airy season. And yeah, then COVID, and then COVID, a comedian will a comedian will do a set that will have like a mini interview that's also like chart reading. Uh, but yeah, but then COVID happened, and I just started like doing readings because I was not doing, I wasn't doing readings, and so I kind of that's and that's kind of like what happened. I kind of started doing readings every other day, and then I kind of ran into the work of being a counselor and what that takes because it's like as you do readings, it's almost like you're you kind of inadvertently take on this role, which is not something that I really prepared myself for mentally, and so I. I was kind of figuring, well, how do you give a really good reading? Like, how do you how do you give a reading in a way that people actually feel like they got value out of it and feel supported and feel like they can actually use this to do something for themselves? And that's kind of been um, that's kind of been like, yeah, my entire spring, early summer. And so that's like now coming into June, I've been like, okay, we still have to do the show, and what is that going to look like? And I thought in the beginning, like, oh, you know, we're just going to wait out COVID and then we're going to do the show again. <laughs> and then realize like, oh, wait, this is it's not going back, bro. <laughs> and so now I'm, I'm thinking of what will a Zoom iteration or a podcast iteration of this idea 
looked like because I was really, really attached to the live idea. But that's like, you know, that's who knows when that's ever going to come again. So um, I'm still I, I, I'm, I'm tinkering with what that's going to look like now. I would love a like a YouTube Zoom kind of a live thing where you could see because there's so much to track with astrology. It's so like visual with the sky and and the symbols and things like that. Um, that would be fun to like, you know, have an expert show you what they're tracking. You know, there's so much shit in an astrology chart that it's like, what weighs what is such a difficult factor. Yeah, yeah, so many, yeah, so many. That's the kind of the hardest part of getting into is like there's so many layers and where do you where do you start where the fuck do you start um i th- i think some people kind of already have like a, a mind for weighing all that kind of shit also partly that the people that there are people who are doing videos and things like that but they're just boring as fuck like you're an interesting person so you would you can make astrology interesting that's that's what you have yeah like a lot of uh a lot of the astrology things i checked out are either like really kind of hippie or airy you know like very like soft-spoken and like now you know sort of just bland so yeah that would be fucking awesome yeah i'm tr- basically really i'm wrestling with the sixth doubt that's what i'm wrestling <laughs> get over <laughs> it <laughs> the big hormone engram bump now <clears throat> there's nothing stopping you <laughs> Like oh our, shit ah yeah I should, I should just our do twenty audience members will <laughs> yeah. take you to the top yeah <laughs> it's all got your back <laughs> I appreciate it y'all <laughs> <laughs> one thing I've noticed over you know we started to notice it Emika with like the Michael teachings is that there is something there is a magic with social firsts and astrology and all that yes. kind of cosmic stuff and channeling and so on and so on there really there actually is a kind of gift there it kind of uh plugs into as well my ideas about the elements right and and um social is air which gets you into the sky and gets you into the cosmos mm. and, and so forth right so there is sort of a special thing there about being a sky reader when you're social first and then there's another thing with type six too where you know sixes of course have this as has been referenced in this conversation that kind of doubt piece and and they're looking for a system but in my experience with sixes even dabbling into you know mystical or paranormal or whatever kinds of things like tarot cards and and things like that when sixes get a hold of something like that they actually it suddenly it opens up that whole capacity for um channeling their own intuition right and actually mm. believing in um in what they're getting and it's because they're doing it through the instrument of a system right Mm. um that's that's one of the things i always talk about when i teach six that i think it's ignored is like a practical intuition yes and uh but yeah the the difficulty sixes have is that if it just comes from them it doesn't mean anything to them (laughs) yeah (laughs) right oh that's too cold Wow. So, David, you're saying I should get into tarot cards. Is that what you're saying? Like, I uh, I'm <laughs> saying get into all of it, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like with 639, also that tri-type has, has an, a talent with channeling. And, triangle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, just like tapping Except into the what more, people... The more efficient Bermuda triangle. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. 
getting lost <laughs> or that too. That's interesting you say about social types doing readings because I makes me think, aren't, aren't social types um, associated with like making connections, connecting different types of things? Yes, connecting things. Like, you know, we talked about this with uh, comedians <laughs> who are social types, how like Chappelle is able to weave different ideas together and make it so he comes to the punchline. It's a much bigger punchline because he's weaving contexts together. So that's something that social types are really good at. Oh, wow, that's really interesting. There's also yeah, a kind of there's also a kind of there a reverence for for what is higher with social, right? Mm. So like I've been into astrology since I was a kid, right? Probably I don't know, seven or eight, nine years old. And I'm social last again to remind you. Uh, but I've never and I know a lot about astrology, but I haven't really ever taken it on as a as a big sky, you know, um, what's the word, uh, paradigm or whatever, you know, system uh, where I can sort of see it in that same way. It's always stayed sort of personal and kind of uh, lower, right? And and I haven't treated it with that same kind of reverence that you kind of have to in order to um, really get it at the level of being able to work with other people with it also which is social again uh yeah it's almost like a just like a, a party trick you have in the back pocket i was like yeah. oh yeah to pick up chicks you know <laughs> this will get me late okay <laughs> reading no hold on hold the fuck up <laughs> yeah when you're at the bar and you're like yeah i'm an anywhere in person and then the girls ignore you but then you pull out the astrology and they're like hey <laughs> yeah <laughs> changes everything it's hard to talk about anagram at the bar man it's like wait what 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 yeah. did you say what what is that <laughs> well it's a nine system thing comes from the ancient world okay Don't you. <laughs> just trying to spell it for people at a bar is obnoxious yeah. like, yeah, what like, is it? how do you spell over it? music uh gurdjieff <laughs> has a system of movements but they aren't dances you know you know that meme of the girl who's bored at the bar and some guy's like yelling uh and it, they always put like you know he's it, they always put something in the meme like he's talking about like uh, fucking some obscure topic, and she's bored, and that—that'd be you, a meme yeah. talking about the Enneagram at a bar. <laughs> Memed, I did myself in that meme. Like, I'm, I'm, I'll post it sometime on the Instagram account. But what pyramids? Yeah, just have it like, well, actually, uh, pyramids were not tombs, but they were blah blah blah. Yeah, but yeah, same thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Um, we're we're a couple decades away from from the Enneagram being as popular as astrology is. Mm-hmm. But uh, since we talked about uh, Gurdjieff a couple podcasts ago, uh, and I'm an Aquarius and I have to do this, uh, I think that there's something, I, I just want to thread it to that kind of, a little bit to the inner work, um, just peripherally, I guess. But, uh, you know, Gurdjieff often spoke, and ancient people were very, very sensitive and aware of all of this, that, um, you know, that cosmic events have implications for human events, however you want to conceptualize that. You could say physical forces, you could say something on a little bit more subtle level that it seems that astrology is dealing with, but that, you know, he would often talk about how in that that there was there was he caught he caught, kind of conceptualized the universe as almost like a um an instrument of transforming energy in a similar way that plants transform um energy of the sun into something that other animals can eat. Um it's like universe is like a cosmic apparatus for something and that human beings have a a role to play in terms of generating a certain quality of energy when they're awake and present 
and when they're uh, not awake, uh, what ends up happening is that cosmic tensions, he called, he, you know, he, he talks about planetary tensions when planets come within each other's space to, to, to uh, influence each other. Um, you know, then humans can get basically like become the puppets to these forces, just acting these forces out and how, you know, Gurdjieff lived through uh, World War One and World War II and the Russian Revolution and all kinds of other conflict. And, you know, one of his main theses was in, in his whole work was the senselessness of war and how uh, insane war is and how and, and what he was getting at besides just the ethics of it was also just the way that whether you believe so to speak in astrology or not or whether you want to mark it as astrology or something else that there are that the, that the the universe or the cosmos or whatever the solar system is a kind of environment that we're in and that we're a part of and that has effects on us that are outside our conscious awareness and our conscious control and our self-concept and so it seems like bringing astrology and enneagram either one and both together uh, are ways to become aware, just like we talked about in the last podcast, of how uh, there is this ecosystem of forces, and the project of becoming conscious within them is is um, to start to understand what one's essential qualities are apart from the all these forces that we're just bathing in, and to start to come more deeply into your authentic nature and and to be present with all these different forces. And so the, I think astrology is a really beautiful uh, system of many systems to uh, give name and texture and quality and uh, vocabulary for some of the forces that are at work in us. Yeah, I think it's like um, the weather. It's like, yo, when it's sunny outside, everybody has a little more pep, you know, generally mm-hmm. speaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we can go out to further out in the space and these other things that are further out that we can't always see also have an effect. It might not be as dramatic as a cloudy day or a sunny day, but there's something in the air and paying attention to astrology kind of just gives you a little bit more context for that subtle thing that you didn't have a word for, but you know, you felt Yeah, that that's yeah. Yeah. I, I always found it interesting when you talked about like, um, I don't know what they're called, but these certain periods of your life where something significant happens and being able to line that up with significant events in my life was probably when I was like, holy shit, something is going on here. There was a point where we moved into this apartment that I currently live in, where I, where, um, I live with Odi, and a lot of really cool things happened for those first few years that we were here. And now it's kind of a really transitional point in my life. And to see that my my natal chart pointed that out was kind of like shit. There is something yeah. going on. Saturn it was a Saturn return. That's really what that's what okay. It was. Yeah, yeah. When any, any place Saturn, wherever Saturn is, that's Saturn is almost like a general theme. Like whatever house Saturn is, it's like a general theme for like what time it is in your life. I mean, you can you can use other indicators too, but Saturn's a pretty good like spot on general. Like yeah, this is gonna be the theme of your life for the next three years. Um, and yeah, so at that point we were both going through our Saturn return. So there was a lot, it was like, we were just becoming adults. Like it's a lot of dramatic shit happening. So, uh, you know, because you have, uh, my chart and, you know, Emika's, uh, is there any indication that in, uh, our charts that me and you OD might be best friends instead of you and Emika? <laughs> He's moving in, man. <laughs> 
The legs are spreading. <laughs> I'm just trying to see, you know, what, yeah, the, <laughs> the, the legs of the world are spreading. For you. <laughs> I think just John's legs are spreading. <laughs> he said, "Come in my back door, bitch." It just, I just need to know who my my best friend's soulmate is, and uh, I'm always looking. Does, does his chart say that? <laughs> <laughs> well, now you mentioned, I am seeing a leg configuration here between. Uh, <laughs> What resources would you recommend for, you know, like there's obviously people want to get their chart read. That's a big uh, entry into astrology and go to OD if you want that. But like, what are other resources or, or, or ways of engaging with astrology would you recommend? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I fuck with Chani, Chani Nicholas. Um, she's dope as fuck. She's like, a, yeah, she's an astrologer. She's worked a lot in organizing activist communities. And she's like, she's not doing any of this spiritual bypass shit where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, you know, everything is one and we're going to transcend all of this earth. Like, nah, motherfucker, we're here. We're spirit. And like, <laughs> we're, we're, we're like spirit on earth and we got to deal with this shit on earth. Yeah, I really, I really like her a lot. She was actually somebody that I, 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 watch casually a lot before i really knew that i was actually interested in astrology I was like oh let me see what she's talking about right now um and i would like i would just look at her instagram and shit um uh who else do i really like um book, in terms of books um yeah. astrology for yourself by demetra george is a great intro book it's a workbook and so it's almost like if you actually like fill it out it's almost like you have a little reading for your chart that you figured out for yourself and it gets mm. in and it, and it starts out really basic, but it also can get really advanced. It's like, however you want to do it. And it's really clear. And it's not like, it's just a really, it's, it's really grounding for fundamentals. Astrology for yourself. Uh, I, I, that's one of my favorite books. Um, I always recommend it to people like, Oh, if you just want to learn something, start with that. Um, I like Stephen Forrest a lot. He's an old school astrologer, baby boomer generation, Pluto and Leo. Um, his book is called the inner sky. And that's also a great intro book. I love that one a lot as well. Um, yeah, those, yeah, yeah. Shiny Nicholas, um, Astrology for Yourself by Demetri George and Stephen Forrest, Inner Sky. Yeah. All right. So, and like I use, I like apps. Do you have like any recommendation? Like I use CoStar and uh, The Pattern, but do you have any that you'd recommend that? Um, I'm not really a big app guy. Uh-huh. I used to be. I used to, I used to, I like, I like CoStar. The Pattern's really cool. I really, yeah. I do like The Pattern. Coastal, I feel like they're just trolling for screenshots. Like I'm like, I'm like, yeah, what, why are you yeah. telling me this shit? Like what? I like what it just because I can see like where everything is. Because like people will be like, oh, what house is your? You said you know your Mars or whatever, yeah. and then I can pull that up. Yeah, no, 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 no shade to Coastal. Coastal is great. Um, yeah, Coastal is they're great at what they do. I use Time Passages, which is a little more nerdy. It's like it kind of it would be like, oh, it tells you where everything is, and it gives you like really like direct explanations of shit. I like that a lot. Mm. I don't even use that as much, but yeah, um, yeah. So time passes the pattern, co-star. I fuck with those. Didn't you tell me about Astro Future? I like the way. Oh it's yeah, laid out. I like the way that, that one's laid out. That oh yeah, yeah, I have that one. Yeah, it it looks pretty. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's all that matters, man. That's all that matters. Like you ever seen fucking people ask Aretha Franklin about singers, and she's like Taylor Swift. She's like, uh, nice dresses. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> any any more questions for OG? I I don't know much about uh astrology so I was really just I was just here to uh creep on y'all and <laughs> Do you do you know your summon rising? Do you mean like 
She does not know. Sun, I, I really don't sun, know. Sun sign, moon sign, rising sign. She does. She doesn't know anything. She I know I'm a Scorpio know. with a Taurus moon. Oh, okay. There you go. That's pretty good. That's oh, all I know. That sounds like full moon vibes. Okay. Those, those, those are like directly opposite each other. But I, I'd have to yeah. see the charts to like really, really know. That's interesting. Mm. Oh. I know. I kind of want to get my chart read because I, well, I your, really. Hmm? What's your What's your main What's your uh, enneagram? Uh, I'm a three. Three. Okay. She's okay. a three, six, nine. Same tri-type as you. Yeah, oh my type. gosh. Wow. I bet you are a full moon baby. Wow. Because the full because the full moon, the sun's on one side of the sky, the moon's on the other side of the sky. And so this is there's, there's this polarity. And oh. there can be a lot of tension or feel, feel like you understand a lot of different perspectives. And that feels so three, six, nine. Oh my god. Well, that's wow. Super wow. <laughs> yeah, this is the kind of shit that Odie's good at. You get yeah. on a call with him, he can make these kind of connections all, all day long. Yeah, I did a session, it was excellent. Yeah, I kind of want to get my chart read because I, I don't know anything. So I was just sitting here. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I didn't take I didn't really take um, astrology seriously until OD started like really looking at my chart. I was like, oh, this is like kind of like with the Enneagram. There's levels of depth here. Mm -hmm. And if you have someone who really knows any the astrology well, then all of a sudden astrology becomes a really valuable, you know, tool that you can another way to look at yourself. And it, and it really it confirmed a lot of the stuff that I already knew, but in a different way. So like, for example, for me, like I have a lot of Scorpio in my chart, which has a lot of like parallels to sexual four, five, eight stuff. But it also pointed out how most of a lot of my planets are in the fifth house. I think I have like four or five in the fifth house with the fifth house is big on creativity and, and, um, Pleasure, pleasure, and, enjoying you know, yourself, and just having fun, and which shouldn't surprise anybody if they know me or know <laughs> my enneagram or anything. But I also had like a lot of these other things in my chart showing that using creative energy, but for something that has to do with inner work and inner depth. And so, like, it confirmed a lot of the direction and a lot of things I felt like I was supposed to do with the enneagrams. Like, you know, the idea for this whole podcast is like, like the enneagram is much lacking in this kind of energy it's lacking entertainment it's lacking interestingness lacking sexuality is lacking drugs and you know, all these pleasurable fun things and and we represent that in a lot of ways and so um seeing that in my astrology chart was like oh this is something that i've kind of known but you know it's just and my enneagram sort of alludes to but to see that in the way my my chart is aligned is like whoa like this is this is for real like you need to take those inclinations seriously this is part of your path so it's it's really cool and you should i highly recommend you do a chart with 30 because he's he's really really fucking good cool. oh damn thanks man <laughs> <laughs> i thought i remember because i got to read david's chart earlier this year and i thought it was so interesting when i looked at david's chart and david is also a fifth house son well yep. yeah david, david has fifth house son big fifth house five it's mm -hmm. so interesting like in the enneagram world that you guys happen to connect <laughs> you yeah. guys are both like these kind of outsiders in the Enneagram world, but also like insiders, like you know a fucking lot, but you're not doing it in this kind of more static way that a lot of other people have gotten. And the fact you guys found each other was really interesting. And the fifth house often is about karmic connections. It's like, hmm. it's um, like one night stands are in the fifth house, like, you know, flirtation. <laughs> <laughs> it's, almost okay. like, it's almost like, you know, if you see so, some people that might have big fifth house energy might have a lot of like short one night stands and like that. And I'll you start might, in my life. In a, pure, <laughs> in a more puritanical culture, it might be like, oh, this person, they're just a slut or whatever. But You just described maybe, our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and I got, 
I got this perspective from Stephen Forrest is like, yo, there could also be something karmic about this. There could also mm. be like this kind of like past life unresolved shit that just needs to be um Oh, that so needs you, to that needs to have an outlet, and sex is one of those outlets. I was a temple <laughs> slut in another life. Is that what you're saying? I mean, I'm I'm saying in this life you're a temple slut. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but also, but like, but like, I mean, but sex is one way of looking at. It, but also, just like when you meet people, and it, it just feels like, man, there's something here. Like that's creativity. a very yeah, creativity, or even a flirtation, or even just like, oh wow, I feel like you know, there's just something like yeah, like in this y'all's relationship just feels very fifth house, like very karmic, very kismet, very much like it speaks to that. And you guys both have this big fifth house energy. I thought that was like, when I see shit like that, it's like, wow, that's so fucking poetic. Yeah. It'd be interesting if you did charts, you've done chart for David, you you know, my chart. And if you end up doing a chart for John and Nancy to see if there's any connection between all of us in some kind of way. I know Nancy's a Scorpio. So that's, there's a lot, I think there's a lot of Scorpio energy in with the four of us. Mm. Yeah. That's one, 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 yeah. One thing I thought was interesting, um, and the only people that I've met through you that are like have four fix all have this either have big eighth house or Pluto or Scorpio energy. Like John is a Scorpio rising with Pluto on the ascendant. I know David, David has a, I forget, Jen, do I have David's chart here? Um, and you, Emeka's like five players in Scorpio. And now Nancy. Um, actually, so for Scorpio, for me, it's one of the outer planets. I've got Neptune and Scorpio in the 12th house, I believe. Oh yeah, your moon quintiles Pluto. Um, I don't. Oh yeah, and wow, your sun trines Pluto. That's a that's a really that's a harmonious relationship with Pluto. And I don't know. I mean, you guys are the only like fours that I really know confirmed fours. I don't know like other people's charts, but I just thought that was really well. John is the only, John is the only four here, but we oh, all have four fixes. we all have four, four fixes. fixes. Yeah, yeah, four, or, yeah, four except fixes. for Nancy, but yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, and um, Joseph. Joseph Joseph um also he's, has a four fix right. He's a four. He's a four. he is a four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that, yeah. I find that really interesting. I don't know. If, I don't know if there's a correlation, but I mean, it could just be a fluke. It could just be like y'all vibe with each other. But I thought I was. Mm-hmm. I thought it, it was interesting. It could mean something because I mean, the energy of the group is really like confronting um, negative shadow. Like we're basically our group got kicked out, or individuals from our group got kicked out from other groups just because we're willing to. Talk about the thing nobody else wants to talk about, you know, which is mistyping and whatever else. And yeah, and you guys are getting into the unconscious realm of Enneagram teaching. Exactly. And um, pointing so, it out, and it makes people uncomfortable and irritates. Exactly. So there's a lot of Scorpio energy in, in our group, I've noticed. Um, uh, yeah, which I think that's what it represents. It's just bringing up a lot of things that people, and a lot of people feel like, you know, CS is one, on one hand, admire what we're doing, but also like feel like we're kind of like a toxic kind of influence like, like a contentious kind of thing <laughs> yeah where, people don't like it yeah or i mean but they can't stop looking at us either because yeah yeah you know wow that's that's really really interesting yeah it might it might be too broad it seems it seems a little broad to be like four is associated with pluto or the eighth house or, or scorpio or something like that but it is it is really interesting to see that pattern with the group of y'all that have come together well it, i don't think it's too I don't think it's, I think it's fair to say that because in the Enneagram, this is one thing we could, we could talk about is that uh, in the Enneagram symbol, four and five represent like sort of the, the underworld, the, the dark, the, like in the process of the Enneagram, there's uh, the void is between four and five. So it represents Pluto. If you had to map what four and five represents in the Enneagram, it would be where Pluto is. Mm. Um, so Pluto, Scorpio energy, 
is four and five energy. Because what the, and in the Enneagram, what, what type four represents is pointing out where the wound is, pointing out the flaw, because it's through the flaw that, um, that we can transform and then we can revolutionize. So it's like four, it can be like a cut. It can be like the thing that people are avoiding, but can, has the potential to awaken, you know, like to, you know, to get people to realize that what's, what's the mundane isn't working. And so we need to change things. So I was just looking, cause I have someone like, I have my natal chart cause I did it one time. Um, and my Pluto is in Scorpio. So that might be my, there you go. Oh yeah. I mean, that Pluto and Scorpio is a, Pluto and Scorpio is a generational thing. Like Pluto moves slow, slow. Like it takes 250 years to get all the way around the sun. And so like from 84 to 95, we're all Pluto and Scorpio. If you were born oh, during that time. And so, okay. yeah, actually we were talking in the thread the other night, like how the generations, like Pluto and Leo is the baby boomer generation. And then Pluto and Virgo is like mm-hmm. underneath that. And Pluto and Libra is generation X. And Pluto and Scorpio, we're the millennials. And Gen Z is Pluto uh, and Sagittarius. Yeah, but, but that, and so with those outer planets that are far out, the house that Pluto falls in becomes more, more important in the, in the sense that it speaks to how that energy is in you and where, where this kind of uh, impulse for power, for sexuality, for uncovering the repressed and making that shit conscious, where that is in your chart. Hey, hey I so, got cut off there. What were you saying? Uh, go back to me for a second. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying about Pluto? <laughs> David's oh. like, pay attention to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, so um, yeah, when you got cut out, your son, the sun trines Pluto and it's really tight. It's like a one degree orb. Um, yeah, Pluto's at 13 mm. degrees Virgo and the sun's at 14 degrees uh, Taurus. And so that's big, that's big Pluto energy. That's, that's, um, it's harmonious. It's like, it's like there's an ease with your, your sun is operating with, yeah, with the ease with the underworld, the ease of uncovering. And for you, it's philosophical. And so there's an ease in your, um, and, and this kind of, uh Taurus son in the fifth house seeking pleasure um in the body all that good shit and also like thinking deeply about that shit and thinking deeply about your philosophy of the world and all that kind of shit nice um, philosopher of the universe <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah cool. and 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 you and you and you do have a forfeit right you have like a forfeit, yeah yeah i yeah. do nine seven yeah. four yeah. yeah so the point i was the point i was making before you got cut off or what i thought was interesting was that like of y'all's group, you guys all have a fourth besides Nancy, and also have Pluto aspecting Pluto, mm-hmm. Pluto or eighth house or Scorpio energy in your chart in a big kind of way. Yep. Um, and I thought that was I thought that was fascinating. And then it got and then it, uh, Mecca was pointing out how that spoke to like how in the Enneagram world you guys are kind of uncovering the unconscious of that, <laughs> like kind of being yep. the prickly ones pointing like, well, you guys aren't talking about this, or you guys think you guys are mistyping and all that kind of shit that people don't want to talk about especially yep. from the Christian angle where they just want to make it love and light, peace and love, mm-hmm. all that bullshit. Yeah, we represent, like I told him, like we, our group some, somewhat, in a way, represents the, the four or five region in the Enneagram, which might represent totally. Pluto, Scorpio energy and astrology, which is uncovering <laughs> the unconscious stuff that people don't want to necessarily look at. It's perfectly with my sundial schema, right? It's because Pluto's Hades, right? That god of the underworld, Mm-hmm. And the and the uh, in my sundial schema, three six line is of course hor- the horizon, and four and five are the underworld. So there it is. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's everything. There's all the importance. So, yep. I mean, our, our group has tended to, um, we have a, a decent, like it, we attract a lot of fives, like a lot of fives are attracted to what we do because that's pretty precise depth. Yeah. You guys um, are pretty thorough as well. Right. Um, so we have a lot of pre precision and, and depth in the way we approach things and also just like not being afraid to, to be real and talk about stuff that, you know, there's nothing out of bounds. If it's going to lead to some kind of inner insight, then people talk about it. But there are a lot of other groups where people uh, try to contain what people talk about. If things get too heavy or they get too contentious, they want to shut things down. And so I, I think our group somewhat represents that underworld. Someone, a couple people have mentioned that they've come into the group and it's like, I feel like I walked into the, the some kind of under Enneagram underworld of some kind. Yep. <laughs> Found the Enneagram speakeasy. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing, man. He's totally. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> we think alike. Mm -hmm. That's not a trifix. <laughs> What's the password? Not a four. All right, <laughs> I have thought about doing that. It's like a requirement to get into the group. Do you think you're a four? No, okay, you can come. You think you're for all right, you need to go through these resources and come back in six months. You need to talk to David for multiple hours, <laughs> very uncomfortable conversations. <laughs> OD, how do I get a chart reading with you? Um, just hit me up, um, hit me up on, on Facebook or, um, or in, uh, yeah, um, hit me up on Facebook or Instagram. I'm okay. at Odenaka, O D I N A K A. Um, I'm one of Emeka's friends, or you just have at Ernaka DM me. Um, yeah. Cool. All right, well, dude. Well, cool. This was fun. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thank you guys for having me. You guys are, yeah, this is great to talk to. <laughs> All right, guys. Cool. All right. Talk Bye. to you later. Talk to you. Bye. All right, peace. 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 Bye. Ooh, I know it's good when you start speaking Spanish Very sexually You're full of energy After I'm done, you're still telling me You won't let a Gemini Ooh, what a sex drive She wanted it from the front, back, left, and the right Baby, I will guarantee you To give you everything